Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Book of Acts. And speaking of the book of Acts, that's where we're going. Somebody pull their Bibles out with me. Acts chapter number 5 and verse number 34. Many of you probably uh, know this passage of Scripture. But we're going to dive into that tonight. And before we get on anymore, I I just want to say, Lord, I'm thankful that you're here with us tonight. I'm thankful, Lord, that you're going to meet us tonight. If you came in lost, you can leave found. And if you came in broken, you can leave healed. And if you came in needing a touch, God can touch you. Amen. Acts chapter 5 and verse 34. The scripture says there stood up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law. Everybody say doctor of the law. We call that today a lawyer, right? A lawyer. Had in reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. Give them a little room, guys. And Gamaliel said unto them in verse 35, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rose up... Uh, Theodos boasting of himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, uh, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain, and all as many as obey him were scattered. 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 Anybody hear that today? This man and, and his followers were scattered. Uh, they, they weren't up to no good. And brought to naught. Verse 37, And this man rose up Judas... Of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much of the people after him, but he also perished. Everybody say perished. And all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. Now, watch this. This is, boy, this is good right here. Verse 38. Now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be a man, it will come to naught. It won't amount to a hill of beans. If it's a work of men, it just won't turn out anything. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. You cannot overthrow it, lest happily you be found even to fight against 
God. Why don't you set your Bibles down and let's lift our hands. And I want to deliver a message today called The Case is Closed. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we're so thankful for your word. We magnify you, Lord, in spirit and in truth today. We worship you, God, and we ask, Lord, that your word would illuminate us tonight. Let it be a timely word, God. Touch the hearts of your people, and we won't fail to give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Isn't this music team awesome? Isn't this music team fantastic? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My uh, great-grandmother always said, she said, 30 minutes is long enough for a good message, but way too long for a bad one. And I asked my wife, I said, baby, how long did I really go this morning? She said, about an hour. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so forgive me for that today. I want to try to remain mindful of your time, but really we're on the Lord's time tonight. We're on the Lord's time. Acts chapter 5 is a power-packed chapter, one of the most exciting books of uh, the Bible. And the scripture uh, lets us know immediately uh, at the beginning of Acts chapter number 5 that Peter calls out this guy by the name of Ananias and his wife by the name of Sapphira. Both of them uh, died at the apostles' feet for lying to the Holy Ghost. Both of them passed away right before the apostles because they were not truthful with God. It's still important to be truthful with God, somebody. Uh, Crazy things were were happening uh, in Acts chapter 5. Great fear, the Bible says, came upon the church, and many of of them heard about these things that were going on. Many signs and wonders were taking place amongst the people, and believers were added to the church in chapter 5. The Bible talks about how they laid people out in the street for Peter's shadow just to pass over them and and walk beside them so that they could be healed. And these men full of of the Holy Ghost, they were found doing the work of the Lord. How many know that we need to be doing the work of God? We are the people of God. We need to be doing the work of God in these last days. We are a book of Acts church, and they started it then. We're going to continue it now. Amen. Clap your hands if you believe that. Praise God. Sick folks were, were all around. Unclean spirits were being healed. And, and the Bible alludes to that every one of those sick and unclean spirits, they were taken care of. They were healed. And, and as we continue to read uh, later on in in. In the middle of Acts chapter 5, we read about how the high priest arose and he put the apostles into prison. He put them into prison. And remember in Acts chapter 4, the previous chapter, uh, they had already, the the council of the Sanhedrin had already uh, addressed Peter and some of the apostles. And, And they had already said, you don't need to be preaching in Jesus' name. 
You don't need to be speaking in Jesus' name. And so now in Acts chapter number five, the Bible lets us know that the high priest was upset and he put these apostles in prison. The, the priests and Sadducees told them not to preach and teach, so they felt the urge to lock them up. Lock them up. Verse 19 in Acts chapter number 5. And if you have that, I would love that. Uh, I don't know if I shared that scripture with you or not. But Acts chapter 19, the, the Bible lets us know that the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors. By night, he opened the prison doors. We, we just sang about late in the midnight hour. God's going to turn it around. It's going to work in your favor. And, and the angel of the Lord came and released them from prison. How many know that we serve a prison-shaking God? If you came in here bound today, God can still deliver you from a prison that you think that you're in. If you came in here addicted today, God can deliver you. God can set you free. Late at the midnight hour, whenever you think that all is going wrong, God can set you free. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It was at night and the angel of the Lord came and, and he opened up the prison doors. And you got to understand, I mean, there were, there were guards there. There were, there were people guarding the, the place. And, and the scripture goes on and says that uh, the angel tells them to go and stand and speak in the temple all the words of this life. Tell them what you know. He said to go, and we must go and, and tell all the people of this life. And he was alluding to be a witness to them. Speak to the people and let them know what you've seen. And so it's just amazing to me that, that how men, other men, and other spiritual men sometimes can try to lock up what God's trying to do amongst God's people. In, the, in this, the, the, the Sadducees, the, the Pharisees, these were spiritual, spiritual men. And, and many people that we come into contact with, they might be spiritual people, they might be godly people, but, but they can hinder you from what God's trying to do in your life. They, they sure can. And so the, the angel of the Lord sets them free, and the Bible says that they entered early that morning in the temple and taught the people. So we continue on in the story. Everybody with me? Yes, Amen. And, and now the council, the, the priest and the council gather to go get these prisoners that they put in prison. And, and they go in and they walk to the prison together and they go to have the officers go get those prisoners, those apostles. And, and well, lo and behold, those guys aren't there. They aren't there. The, the men standing in front of the prison doors just to make sure it was shut, they, they told them that we found nobody in the prison. We, uh, we made sure it was shut and it was secure. But God, or, or but, but something happened where those men in that prison had gone free. And I'm here to tell you today that we still serve a God of freedom. We do. 
We do. That's not my message today, but I'm trying to hit that point to somebody today. That you don't have to walk in here, walk out of here bound. You don't have to walk out of here in the same in the same problems that you've dealt with. God can set you free. And so, and so these these councilmen, these these Pharisees, these priests, they were upset and they were a little bit enraged and and they said, we've got to go find these apostles. And they went looking for them and, and it's just amazing to me how, a little bit funny to me, how whenever they went looking for them, they found them in the place that the angel told them to go. There's something about obedience to the Word of God. The angel told him to go preach in the temple, and that's where the, uh, uh, where the Pharisees sent the officers to find them. And they found them, and they didn't want to make a scene, so they gathered the apostles and just told them, hey, you come on with me. We're going to go take you to the council. All right? And now we've got something brewing. We've got a case stirring up on our hands. We've got something that, that's about to go down and, and things are beginning to get serious now. They brought them in front of the council and the chief priest. And in verse 28, if we have that verse, I would like to see that. All right? Verse 28 says, saying, did we not straightway command you that you should not teach in this name? Remember in Acts chapter 4? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. You filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and the blood that you're, of the man that you're talking about, you're trying to place it on our hands. And woo, man, you can just tell, boy, it was about to get, it was about to get rough up in there. Anybody ever seen some of those trials maybe online or maybe that you've seen some on a show where, where man, cases of lawyers going back and forth, men, men in authority, they're just going back and forth. It, it gets real. It gets real. And, and I can only imagine what happens whenever we have, whenever we have apostles <laughs> and whenever we have Pharisees and chief priests going at it. And so the, the Scripture says that they told them that you filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. I've seen it. And you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. And their response in verse 29, if you could show that, please. The Bible says, Then Peter and the apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. I've come to preach today to somebody that if God's given you a word and God's told you to do something, you better do it. I'd rather obey God than man. And the apostles were saying, you know what, I don't, I don't care what, what authority you have. I don't care what, what title you have. It's my responsibility to obey the word of the Lord. We must obey God. Am I in a church today that believes in that? Am I in a church today that believes that even when people come against the word, that God can still use us and God can still use us and we must obey that? I believe that. I don't care what people have said against you. 
I don't care what people have spoken against you. I don't care uh, what, what people in town have said. If, if, let me tell you something. If God said it, I'm going to believe it. If God said it, I stand on it. And they go on to say, and we are witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost. Verse, this is verse 30, I believe. And, and whom God hath given to them that obey him. You know what? It's still true. We got to obey God to get the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. We got to obey him. And he says we're witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost. So now we've got this. Now we've got this big case. I'm talking about this big brawl going on. Big personalities going back and forth. And the tensions are rising and the council is angry. And the Bible says that the council was cut to their heart. They felt conviction. They were cut to their heart. And the council uh, met to slay them. They went and, and, and communed to themselves and they came to the agreement, you know what, we're going to kill these guys. We're going to try to stop what's taking place and we're going to try to stop what's going on. And they began to engage in all this legal talk. And, and, but at, at the end of it, they just said, you know what, it's better for them to die. It's better for them to die. And, 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 and so one of them in the midst, Gamaliel, this man on that council, this man that was originally opposing the apostles, this man that was a doctor of the law or a lawyer in today's vernacular, this man that taught Saul or Paul that we would know, the Bible says that he had a reputation amongst all the people. He was known by all for, for, it was like a brother, Brother Walls, except you're, you're a good version. <laughs> he was known amongst all the people. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. He was brilliant in the word and in the law. And, and, and now this doctor of the law, something comes over him and, and he begins to speak up. And the scripture says that he commands to give the apostles a little space. Give them a little room. Back off a little bit. And when that moment happens, Gamaliel, I believe, stands up in the middle of the apostles and the priest, and he begins to give a defense for these men over here. Boy, it's a beautiful story, and it, it's, it just changes the way that, that I think about this. But verse 35 through 39, I'm, I'm going to read it if, if you wouldn't mind, and you can read along with me. The, the Scripture says, and, and Gamaliel said unto them, Ye men of Israel, heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rose up Theodos, boasting of himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain, and all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered. He begins to lay out a case for the council. He begins to lay a foundation for him. He said, you know what, we've seen something like this before. 
We've seen something like this before where, where men think that they're up to something and, and they think that they've got uh, a good following and, and they think that they're in the will of God, but, but uh, it, they just, it came to naught. Came to naught. And, and then after this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him. Watch this. He also perished. And all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. We've seen something like this before where there's a great following of people. We've seen something where, where there's an uproar amongst the people. But, but I, I've come to tell you today, guys, that refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel be of men, it will come to naught. If this counsel is of the work of man's hands, lest the Lord build the house. They that labor, laboreth in vain. If this is built by man, then we are in the wrong building. If this church is built on the foundation of just one preacher, then we are in the wrong building. But if it's built on the foundation of the solid rock, if it's built on the foundation of the Word of God, then it will come to pass. He goes on to say, but if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. I feel it, people. Ooh, my Lord, I feel it so strong in the name of Jesus. I feel a people in here, man, you've got some grit to you. You've got some grit to you. Whenever opposition comes your way, it doesn't matter. You say, I believe in this. I stand on this. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not backing down. I'm not moving. I stand on this. I've come too far. I've seen way too much and I stand on I wish I had two people just stand with me today and say I stand on the word I stand on this Woo! praise God hallelujah why don't you worship the Lord for just a moment I stand on the word of the Lord this is not a man this is of God this is of God. Our motive to mobilize, it's a word from the Lord. Our motive to reach our, our city, it's a motive from the Lord. Don't let anybody tell you different. Go and reach them. If it, if it was a man, let me tell you something. It ain't going to amount up to a hill of beans. It will not last. But if it's of God, you better mark it down and write it in a book. We about to have revival like we've never seen. We about to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that we've never seen before. How many believe that today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name. You cannot overthrow it lest happily you be found to fight against God. 
And whenever Gamaliel stepped foot with, with that boldness and he stepped up, I truly believe that the case was closed right then and there. Well, what do you mean by that, Brother Chandler? I believe that those apostles that stood over there, whoo, they're now looking at a man that was once on that council, looking at them defend them, looking at the one who was once accusing them come to their defense and say, he said the perfect thing. If this is a man, it's not going to work. But they knew the man. They knew the Lord of Lords. They had been with them for three years. They had seen him after he had resurrected. He says, if this be a man, you, you, it'll come to not. But if it's of God, you guys over here, you cannot overthrow him. The case was closed in the minds of those apostles right then and right there. The scripture goes on to say in verse 42, And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus. We preach Jesus. We teach Jesus. They cease not. Man, Gamaliel said the right thing. Gamaliel said just the words that he needed to say to get those apostles stirred up. It didn't matter what those councilmen were saying. I'm preaching Jesus whether you like it or you don't. It doesn't matter what you say. I'm preaching Jesus. We must preach Jesus. I'm talking about a case that was closed right then and there. Praise God. Praise God. But the question still remains to me. What stirred up Gamaliel? What stirred up Gamaliel to stand out from amongst the council and look at them in their face and tell them, gentlemen, we've seen something like this before. And it came to naught. But if this is of God, you cannot. What, what did Gamaliel witness? What, what evidence was he looking for? You know what? You can't argue with evidence. A good lawyer brings good evidence. And you can't argue with good evidence. Gamaliel steps foot. And I just, I wonder in, in my mind, what did he, what did he see that was different from the rest of these guys over here? And, and I, I just can't help but think, but maybe, just maybe he heard about that empty tomb. Maybe Gamaliel just heard about those that were dead in a grave and, and dead in the ground that, that they began to walk once that Jesus arose. And, and maybe he heard some things and maybe he might have even seen some things. And maybe he heard later on about the 3,000 on the day of Pentecost that began to speak in an unknown tongue as the Spirit gave the utterance. And cloven tongues like a fire sat upon each of them. Maybe it was, whoo, maybe it was the man that he heard about at the gate called Beautiful. 
where silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What did he see? Woo! And I have a question for you today. What do those people see in you today? What do those people see in you today? This is God's church, and these are God's people, but specifically today, what does God see in me as a witness? Maybe, just maybe, as the piano player comes, maybe, just maybe, Gamaliel heard He heard amongst the council in Acts chapter 4 whenever the Sanhedrin met for the walls. Maybe he heard amongst those men whenever Peter stood up with boldness and he said, Neither is there salvation in any other name. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Maybe he heard those and maybe something began to prick him in his heart. But I truly believe today. Woo! All miracles, all signs, and all wonders that he said. I truly believe that whenever he came into contact with those apostles, there was a fire that he felt. Those men were baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Maybe it was the fire of the Holy Ghost that he felt. Mm. What do they see in you today? What do they see in you today? They're looking for some evidence. They're looking for some evidence. And today I've come to tell somebody that you need to close the case. You need to close the case that I'm in this for the long haul. I'm in this till the end. I'm in this for the rest of my life. Amen. I was I was 19 years old. I was in college in northeast Mississippi, down south. And uh just like this past weekend, we had a snowstorm. And uh, I was down there at, at college, which was about an hour and a half away, and uh, got snowed in and, and everything. Well, the next morning, I decided to leave to, to go home, and, and I was about to make my trip the night before. I was at a friend's house. Their mom made me a chocolate chip pie. I'm not talking about any chocolate chip pie. I'm talking about the best chocolate chip pie you've ever put in your mouth. It was amazing. She made me a chocolate chip pie. I didn't finish it all. So the next morning, I thought on the way, I'm just going to finish it. I'm just going to finish it. So I'm driving down the backwoods of Mississippi back home to Mom and them. And, uh, <laughs> and as I'm driving... Uh, I set the I set the the pie in, in my back seat, going down the road, and and I go around this curve, and, and my pie falls on the ground, and I am devastated. I am upset. 
That's my pie. <laughs> and so I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe, maybe just maybe while I'm driving, I'll just reach back real quick and pick it up and put it back because I don't want the crumbs all everywhere. I want it to still be good. Maybe while I'm driving, I, I can just distract myself for just a moment and pick it up. Well, that's what I did. Reached back, picked it up, sat it on my chair. As I look back on the road, I'm no longer on the road. My car is hovering over a ditch from this chair onto the other side of Brother Walls. My car is hovering in the air over a ditch to the other side of the street. I landed on the other side. It was like slow motion. I was just going on. It was like, it was like in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And at that moment, I felt a peace come on me. I walked out of that car wreck without one scratch on my body without one broken bone, without, without anything that happened to me. God, God saw me that day. Amen. And so uh, I, I, I land on the other side of the ditch. I was headed westbound. My car lands, does three circles. And I land eastbound. Completely different change of direction. shaking up I'm, I'm worried I start to tear up and cry a little bit this lady sweet lady comes up to me Sister Gill she says are you okay I'm out of my car I said I think I'm okay I think I'm in shock a little bit she's like are you sure I said I think I'm okay thank you thank you I start to look at all the evidence of what had happened and, and as I and looking around my car, the only thing that happened was my tire just busted. That's it. That's it. A couple minutes later, I don't know even how long. It just seemed like, like a couple, two or three minutes later, this man, he pulls up, pulls up to my car. Woo! And I'm not trying to get an emotional reaction today. You hear me today. This is what God did for me. This man pulls up to my car. He says, hey, are you okay? I said, I think so. He said, you know you should not be here right now. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I saw your car when it was headed into the ditch. He said, the way that your car was headed in, you should have been dead in the rocks right there. He said, but I've never seen anything like it. I saw a hand pick your car up out of that ditch and place you on the other side. Woo! I saw a hand pick your car up and bump you out of the way and place you on the other side. You can't tell me God is not real. You can't tell me that this thing is not real. Woo! I landed on the other side in a completely different change of direction. I told him, I said, sir, you know what that is? That's the hand of the Lord that saved me that day. How many have ever had the hand of the Lord save them? 
How many have ever had the hand of protection of God over your life? God is real and God can protect you. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Hallelujah. I believe we're about to make this place a prayer room right now. I believe some people walked in here today with some burdens that you need to be taken care of and that the Holy Ghost can meet you today. But some of y'all need to close the case right now. That I, I, I'm not in it just to be cute. I'm not in it just to play. But, but I'm in this. I'm in this. Whenever, whenever I get back in my car, my uncle comes and picks me up, Pastor. And we go right back just down the street. We go back to the church. And in that old church, there's an old wooden altar. I can take you to that altar. And I begin to kneel down on my face and on my knees. And I just said, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your hand of protection. Thank you for your blood. Thank you, Lord. God, it's real. God, and I'm sorry for the things that I've done. God, I'm sorry for the things that I've said, that the things that, that I've been to. Lord, I, I truly believe, Pastor, that if I would have died that day, I do not know where I would have been. And that's a more scary place than knowing where you will be. I went down to that altar and God began to deal with me in the sweet presence of the Holy Ghost and the mercy of a loving God, a God that wraps his arm around his people, began to speak to me and that day for me, the case was closed. I'm asking genuine people that need a touch from the Holy Ghost to meet me down here in this altar. I'm asking for genuine people that need a touch from God today. Would you come? Would you come? Come on, people. Hey, hey, it's all right. Don't you be afraid. God's here to meet you where you are. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over somebody's life today. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over situations today. He's for you. Close the case today. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you encourage you and strengthen you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.